Welcome to Economically Speaking, the information podcast designed to bring you the latest economic development news in the town and the surrounding area, hosted by Babylon IDA CEO Tom Dolan. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome. Again, my name is Tom Dolan, and you are listening to Economically Speaking. I'm here today with a couple of special guests, and uh, we're real excited to have them on the show because I think some of the things that are going on uh, both here and abroad, and uh, I just think it's important to have the guests that we do have today, and it's Helen Junda and LJ Finney. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. If you could just kind of share with us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do. Okay, thanks. My name is Helen Junda. And I am a career um, and executive coach, and I also have 25 years of experience working in the corporate world as a finance person. After coaching and mentoring many people in my executive career, I decided I wanted to do that full time and opened a coaching practice. And I uh, love coaching because I really think it transforms people as business leaders and helps them personally and professionally as well. And some of the services that me and LJ offer are uh, group coaching with our peers and one-on-one coaching and consulting work for your business. And I believe that a a life coach, a business coach, a career coach can transform you and become a better leader. Yes, thank you for having us. My name is LJ Finney. A lot of people know me as Latoya, um, but LJ Finney is what I go by. I started my career in technology and finance actually out here on Long Island at Simple Technologies many, many years ago uh, in Holtzville. And the work that I did there was around automation, operations, and technology improvements. I later moved to Wall Street and spent um, a good, I'd say about 20 or so, technology project management. And I felt that soft skills and leadership development were some of the skills that really helped me transcend and elevate in my career. And we don't get taught that in school. Um, and also, I had the opportunity to use golf as a tool to connect with more people. So I help focus on improving your soft skills and improving your ability to work with others through coaching. And Helen and I actually connected because we were getting certified in coaching. And that's how we came together to really work with businesses and help them understand my services are primarily around operations, project management, and helping develop the mindset around business ownership and growth and scale. And so here we are together presenting ways to help business owners grow. That's awesome. As we discussed, we have a lot of business owners that we connect with here in the town. And again, I think the services that you provide are so, so necessary right now. How does that all happen? Maybe we could talk a little bit about as far as you know, how a business owner reaches out to you. I know there's probably a lot of people that are kind of not sure. They don't know to take that next step or to contact a coach. What do you find as some of the ways that have worked for business owners as far as, and you, as far as connecting with business owners? It's first seeing that you're not growing or knowing that there's something holding you back. You've done everything that you thought you could. You see that there are obstacles that you're not able to overcome, and then you're reaching out to your network, but you're not getting answers. And so this peer-to-peer group coaching model that we have allows you to solve problems together. And when do businesses reach out to us? When they recognize that I need something more and there's not a space for them to go to. You can come to your chamber of commerce, you can come to you know, different resources, but how do you focus in on your business and solve those problems operationally? That's mm-hmm. where coaching helps us 
or helps a business owners get out of their own way. And it's not and it's not a negative thing. Our mindset sometimes is that we've done all that we can, but sometimes there's more that we can do and being able to speak to other business owners helps uncover some of those um, barriers. That makes sense. The only thing I would add is I think sometimes you're in your business all the time working and you're not working on your business and I think you don't even recognize that you're having a, a challenge there and that you you really need some outside perspective and perception. And sometimes uh, it's not so much that you come to me, it's something we'll do on, in a chamber meeting or on this podcast, and it will resonate. And they'll say, I want to know more about that. And they get intrigued. And then they reach out and in true coaching fashion. I'm like, well, what is it that you're challenged with? I ask a question and right. hope that they open up enough for me to show that even me asking a few lead questions starts to have them uncover what's happening underneath the surface for them. Sure. Makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, a lot of business owners today with everything going on in the world, right? They feel isolated, making tough decisions right now. How does coaching help with those feelings and making better decisions? I'll take that one. I think that um, as leaders, sometimes you feel like you're surrounded by people that only uh, don't have an unbiased opinion. They're telling you what you want to hear because you're paying their salary, you're giving them a job, you're, you're, you're a vendor of theirs. So I feel like sometimes when you're in a group of peers that only are there to help you succeed, you start to get feedback, honest feedback and unbiased feedback from them. And the group coaching model, I think, opens that up to say, you're not isolated. This is something I'm feeling. I'm experiencing these feelings as well, especially during the pandemic. How do I pivot? What do I do? Is anybody else feeling like they can't get the services or the things that they need in their business right now? Um, and I believe it helps them make more informed decisions, better decisions, and they really dig a little deeper to find out what's behind why I'm afraid to do X or Y. Right. And we help guide that and proctor that for them. Can you kind of walk us through like what the process is? So, you know, there's a business owner, he's listening to this today and he says, you know, I really do need that type of feedback and I do need this type of coaching that you're offering. What would be the process or what can they expect as far as to see or to go through to be able to help them get to where they want to get to? You know, it starts with awareness. So the very first step is having an in-depth conversation about their business. And so really, we're performing a needs assessment. We're looking at, you know, what do you think is going well? Where do you think you're experiencing challenges? What would you like to see for your business? And so it's really sitting down and spending maybe 30 minutes to an hour having a conversation about their business, their vision, their mission. You know, what have you done in the past that's worked well? What are you doing right now? And the, the benefit of that is to start to see what are some of the patterns, what are some of the processes that they have in place, and where is their mindset? Are they in a scarcity mindset, in survival mode, or are they looking at the future and thinking of abundance and thinking about sustainability and thinking about, you know, this is what my succession planning is. And if you're in survival mode, you're not thinking about that. So we really sit and listen to where they believe they are, where they actually are, and help them identify what is the path forward, and we work with them to start to realize that. Sure. Seek first to understand, right? And exactly. I just want to add one thing, yeah. if that's yeah. okay. So when we do a group coaching session, there's a very powerful model that we use called issue processing model. And what happens there is that someone comes to the table with an issue specifically they want to work on, and we take them through a very pres prescribed model that says, let all of us ask some leading questions to find out what's underneath this problem you're having or opportunity you're seeking. 
And through everybody's feedback, we many times than not, we figure out that the problem they think is there is something different. Wow. And then we start to give suggestions and recommendations, not us, the rest of the group, to say, this is what happened to me when I did that. And that transforms their thinking like they're not alone coming up with this issue. And then they ultimately decide the path they want to take. Gotcha. But that uncovers a lot of stuff when other people are asking you very carefrontational questions, right? Like, is this your limiting belief about this person or is this really happening? Hmm. You know? So that's, that's a model that we use to help us do that. That's awesome. So group coaching is it's done in with other executives, with I guess, peers, or other yeah. peers Small that you have. Owners, executives, right. That's a great concept because I'm sure that I want to say you're, there's a comfort level there because you're with your peers and you hear somebody else, like you're saying, share what's going on in their business or in their lives. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it makes them feel better about expressing that, you know, yeah. which is uh, so important. How much do you find that, you know, somebody's wrapped up in their business, but some of the things they're doing as far as behavior is a big thing, right, that you guys probably uncover um, that relates to some of the personal things they're doing and in their business, like... Um, do you want to say that? <laughs> yeah. Well, it helps us to opine because we say this all the time. The person is the business. Mm -hmm. Our, you know, if you say health is wealth, you are your business. And right. so it's very difficult to separate the two. How you feel at home and how you come to work, they're, they're one and the same. So we have to deal with the personal aspects or even the family dynamics that impact our business. Many business owners that we see, it's family-run businesses and they're bringing, you know, the sibling rivalry or all of the different things into their business practice. So how do you start to separate that? Yeah, so it's, it, I don't think it is separable. I think whatever is happening in your personal life is affecting your business life and whatever's happening in your business life is affecting your personal. Right. And I think sometimes you get so caught up in either one, you don't see that that's happening. Sure. And when we're in these sessions, even on a one-on-one -on -one session, I'll, I'll ask just that very direct question. How is what's happening with your plant manager affecting what's going on at home for you and your relationships with your kids, your spouse, and he'll, they'll, they'll stop and say, I haven't even thought about that. Right. Sure. And when someone says that to me, that's to me, wow, I helped right there that you haven't even thought about that yet. You need to, and you need to explore that. And you'll find out, they're like, yeah, don't go to my friend, my kids' games anymore. I'm not spending time with my wife because I'm spending more time in the factory working, doing the stuff that this guy's supposed to be doing. And all of a sudden, all these things start to come to light. And bringing them to the surface is what begins to start to understand what you have to do to solve it. Sure. Makes a lot of sense. And, I, and I'm sorry, I'm off script here. But That's I'm, just, okay. enjoying, I'm just enjoying so much of, of what you're saying. You know, another part of this, I think, which is, is great. We talked about behavior and how your personal and your business life are together. But it's really creating some accountability. Right. And maybe we could talk about that a little bit, because sometimes even, you know, I know, look at me, I'm not signing up yet today. I'm teasing. <laughs> but um, accountability is so big because sometimes you have goals or you have things, but you don't by having an accountability partner. I'm sure that that gets people to move forward and have those kind of breakthroughs for themselves. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, Helen, do you want to share the part about the model? So in general, like with the group coaching, your peers are holding you accountable as well. So imagine you've proclaimed or decided that this is the thing I want to work on. And being in a room, when you're saying out loud to other people, then you are holding yourself accountable, but you're also 
hold your, your group is holding you accountable. Kind of like well. what just happened. Yeah. Exactly right. what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the issue processing model. What I think that the end part is you decide on a path of action. You give us a, a kind of a due date or a loose due date of when you want to start the process of what you've decided on, and we assign an accountability partner within the group for you. And somebody will touch him. They're not going to badger you because that's not confrontational. They're going to just check in with you. Did you set up the meeting with your plant manager? Have you had the conversation about letting this person go? And just peppering in, what, what's holding you back? Do you need to talk? And I have an open policy that I do the group coaching, we do the group coaching, then we do the one-on-one -on -one coaching. Hmm. We offer one-on-one. -on -one. So I, when I see that you did your issue processing and you said you want to take this path, that comes up in my hour one-on-one -on -one session. What have you done so far? What's holding you back? Why hmm. haven't you taken a step forward? And a lot of stuff comes up. I'm afraid to confront it. I, I, I don't even know how to begin the conversation. And then we say, let's script it out, you and me, let's pretend, you yeah, know? Yeah. And that really helps them move forward. Do they get assignments? Do they have to work through things? I'm sure, I know back way back when, I think I shared that with you, that there's little assignments to get the aha moment for themselves sometimes to work through. Is that part of the coaching strategy? Yes. Yeah, um, I think the difference is that it's not everyone sit down and you get the same assignment. Your assignment is unique to your business right. and it's really driven by what you see as the need. And what we love about the group coaching model is that when you're isolated as an entrepreneur, you're thinking of everything, you're working on everything and there's not really a way to focus in. So your assignment is going to be based on your business need. And when we look at the business needs assessment in the very beginning, that's more to just help the person level set and remind them of what they believed and what they saw. Right. Because how often are you speaking to someone about your business? How often are you getting support in your business? Like you go to school, you have all of this structure. When you go out into the business world, you still have structure. But when you're an entrepreneur, you're setting your own path. And so right. this work helps you identify what are your assignments. Right. Can you share with us an example, uh, maybe a success story that you've had and you brought somebody through the process and where they are today. Sure, I love how we, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that story. So, um, in a group session, there was a guy who owns an electrical uh, lighting company, makes fixtures, and his plant manager came to him, and he brought this up in, in as an issue process, and his plant manager came to him and said he wanted a, a huge increase in his salary or he was leaving. And um, the business owner, we'll call him John, uh, kind of said, okay, let me think about that. And the plant manager, let's call him Pete, went away and kind of, it just fell there. Three months went by and the plant manager was still performing well, still showing up for work, still being very motivated. And John came to the meeting and said, I don't know if I should just let him go. I'm feeling like I'm waiting for the next shooter drop. Right. I feel like he's got me on eggshells, but yet nothing's changed. Mm. So that's what he thought his issue was. And we went through all the clarifying questions and we went through all the session of everyone asking him what he thinks he needs to do. What came out was the real issue is you guys are avoiding a conversation you need to have. He dropped this bomb on you and you now have not reintroduced. Why do you feel that way? What, what is it that you think you need from me? And what do I need from you to give you that salary increase? Hmm. And really fleshed out that that really wasn't the issue to let him go or keep him, but to find out What's underneath why he said this to you? And what is your view of what the value would be to give him that increase? Mm. And to have a very heart-to-heart -heart conversation about that. He also walked away with two things. The group really helped him say, 
You should do a lot of things. The first thing is have the conversation, but in tandem, you should be looking secessionally underneath who's ready to step up to his role and start to develop this person, even to be an assistant manager, so that if this guy really wants to leave, you have somebody ready to move into his role sure. and you don't wait for this guy just to leave. Right. And the other thing that came out was the suggestion about looking what's out there in the market. Is this guy really asking for too much for what he's doing? Is he, and, and you can use that in your conversation that this might be out of line for what you're doing. Right. But if you're willing to take on more responsibility, I can maybe get you a, a little closer to that number. So we really, he walked away with a strategy, a three-step strategy to figure out how to address this very emotional issue because this guy was with him for a really long time. Sure. So what's happened now, and I'm still coaching him, is he had the conversation, they kind of came to an agreement on salary, and they decided to, to slot someone to bring in as the assistant manager and develop them so that this guy could do more elevated work. Hmm. So it kind of all is flowing. It's not there yet, but they're all working on it together. Oh, that's great. And that's what it's about. Right? That's what it's about. We helped right. him solve. We, we helped him formulate a, a solution for his issue. Right. And he's solving it. When you think about it, look at how many times we do that in our lives. We avoid a conversation. We don't take the next step to try to figure out well, what is the real problem. Because you can give him the money, but did that really solve the problem? No. And then now everyone's upset. You don't have more money. He, like, it's... Yeah. yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. And then, like I said, that accountability. Right. Because <laughs> you have that conversation now, and they come, everybody, well, what happened to Pete? Is right. he, you know? So, um, no, yes, that's Yes, and he brings great. it up in the next meeting. Everybody wants an update, and he gives his update about how it's going. This is so good. It really is. And uh, maybe we can even have you come back at another time if you'd like to, and uh, we could expand upon uh, some of the things that we're uh, having an opportunity to speak about today. So let's talk about if a business owner is listening right now and they like what they heard, how would they reach out to you? What's your contact information? How would they get in touch with you guys? So email is always the best for me. So that's, and it's going to be at the end of the podcast, right? So it's at Helen Junda, H-E-L-E-N-J-U-N-D-A at gmail.com or my cell phone, which is 516-220-0758. And I can be reached by email as well. It's lj at in-18.com. Um, you could also visit the website. It's www.in-18.com. We'll also be sending through a sign-up link. So if you want more information on Helen and I's coaching service um, and the group coaching and the peer-to-peer coaching, we'll have a sign-up link that we'll share with you as well. Very good. And I just want to remind everybody, all that information will be in our show notes. I just want LJ real quick. So golf is, is a part of what you utilize as part of your coaching. I just happened to read that in your bio. Can you kind of share it with us just a little on that? I found that interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. So even the company name is in 18 because in 18 holes of golf, you'll learn everything you need to know about a person mm-hmm. and yourself. And one of the tools I use, golf is a great tool for business development, especially if you're in certain industries like construction or law or finance and as an entrepreneur because it's a great way to give back to the community a number of nonprofits use golf tournaments and golf outings as ways to raise funds Um, but when you're working with someone or just talking to them getting them to be outside and focus on something else allows them to step outside of the issue to sit with you one-on-one and talk about a problem maybe your mind is blocked but to be outside in the beautiful um, scenery, the green, um, the grass, the sky, 
the issues just flow and people are more focused on their shot and they're just randomly complaining or working <laughs> through the issues. But it's so hard to sometimes separate yourself when you're in your business and you're not really thinking about how you want to grow it. So I love golf. I, I do a number of events to bring people together. Um, I'm actually doing an event, shameless plug right now, I'm doing an event on June 23rd um, to bring veteran, um, minority, women, disadvantaged businesses together to help raise and increase the awareness of contract opportunities so that businesses can work together. Um, specifically around the JFK project and in that vicinity, they're really trying to get more construction businesses on those contracts. And so creating partnership opportunities, especially um, certified veteran-owned businesses, getting participation, it, it's critical. Um, and so here to share that, you can see that on the website as well, but golf is the tool. It's, sure. And it's fun. Okay. You know, and I was thinking when I thought of golf too, I thought of, you know, you can go out there and have a great skill, but you better be using the right club. Right? And, <laughs> this is true. You know, kind of like how you, how you play the game. Um, but any, any parting thoughts by each of you, and, you know, together, separate, individually? Well, Something that you want to share with the audience. Well, I, want to sh I would like to ask you a question. One day you had um, taken up coaching yourself. You'd shared that with us. Yes. Could you share what made you sign up for coaching in your own personal life? Same kind of thing. Uh, I was, I've, I've worked prior to being here. I was 20, almost 20 something years in the insurance and financial services industry. And I was looking at someone who was having success and seemed happy and doing certain things. So I went and had a cup of coffee with him and he shared with me that part of what he was doing was his coaching. And uh, so I said, let me see how I can get involved and it, and it was a great process. It really was as far as I found out a lot about myself, some of the shortcomings I've had, but also some of the things that were in me that I didn't realize that I had. Um, and it was through these exercises and conversations and things like that. And I had these breakthroughs, as you would call. And they were great. They really were. And I, to this day, I probably listen to about five podcasts. I always have a book. David knows that I'm always reading a book about that stuff. I journal every day still. Um, and I just enjoy that And now. And it, it has become part of my life and as far as doing that. And my accountability partner is my wife. You know, so I kind of share a lot of things with her. And then I'm like, oops, <laughs> kidding. Uh, but that's what that is. But coaching is, if, if I could sit here and, you know, be someone who says it is something that uh, I believe in and I think is something that's great. And if you're listening to this, I got two uh, great people sitting in front of me. Reach out to them. And I think it would make a world of difference in your life, mm -hmm. you know, besides your business, too. I would just add that coaching came to me because as I was going through the corporate world, I had a lot of great mentors and coaches, and I realized that I don't think I would have been a success without them. And I really had to dig deep sometimes to figure out what it was that was holding me back. Hmm. Um, my limiting beliefs, or the way I was raised, or what it was, especially as a woman. Um, but I believe if you really take the time to do this and do it right, you'll see that your life will be transformed. I think you'll really become a better leader and a better person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for me, it, it's a similar journey. So leaving technology and finance and Wall Street, understanding that the skills that got me there and made me successful there weren't going to get me to the next level. And I, and I could not see forward, like what, what do I need to change or do? And so there's like this book or quote that what got you there won't get you here, or mm. you know, you can get to a certain point and 
your career and you won't know what's next. You've never right. seen it. You don't know what to do. Right. And so coaching helped uncover, yes, the limiting beliefs, definitely. Um, and then also exposure to people and places that I had never paid attention to. And now it gave me an opportunity to set my sights on higher things and understand like where I'm getting in my own way. Right, right. No, and exactly. And that's where I was. I was running on that treadmill you know, working harder, but not working hard at the right things, mm -hmm. you know, so to speak. So, um, no, it opened my eyes to a lot, and I think it's a great, great thing. Sometimes I think the first step is not knowing what it is that's, that's keeping you. Like, some people don't even know that, why am I so stressed out? And you don't even realize, I'm running at this thing, and I don't even know if I really want this anymore. You right. know, you really right. got to take a big step back, and that takes a lot of courage. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and once you get that, you guys discussed earlier, you know, you get over that and you get comfortable with someone and you really do start letting it all kind of go. It's it's great because like anything, just like when I was working, doing the work I was doing for my clients, you know, I used to say, if you don't share with me what's happening, I can't, you know, I can't prescribe what's needed here to help you if we don't have good communication. And that to me is so important. And I can tell you, again, sitting with both of you here today, very easily, I could see people getting along with you and opening up to you and, and results coming. So those are great parting thoughts. I didn't know I'd be part of those parting <laughs> thoughts, but thank you. That's I'm great happy to be happen. here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. And uh, again, please go to the show notes uh, for LJ and Helen, two great, great coaches in the business and personal space. Again, my name is Tom Dolan. You've been listening to Economically Speaking. Have a great day, everyone. This episode of Economically Speaking Podcast was brought to you by the Town of Babylon IDA. To find out more information about today's topic or to simply stay connected, please visit the show notes where you'll find all the relevant links.